This is the EPLOG audio experience. In the resume, there is a section of languages known. Imagine adding a foreign language or two there. Does that make you stand out? Adding a foreign language to your skill set can amplify opportunities. Well, at least that's what they say. We've heard this in school, during college, and partly as job search applicants or even as business persons hoping to expand our horizons. How much of it is true though? How far does knowing a foreign language go in shaping your career? And how can entrepreneurs leverage the power of language and culture while expanding to a different country? Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika. Today, we sit down with an experienced professional to decode the foreign language addition to our skill set and setting up or expanding a business in a foreign country. Our guest, Disha Shah, is a veteran in the Indo-German business community. She's the director India of Frankfurt Rhein-Main GmbH, the investment promotion and marketing arm of the German metropolitan region. In her role, she drives the overall strategy, investor relations and image marketing activities of the city of Frankfurt in India and therefore has an in-depth understanding of the key drivers, business opportunities, areas of collaboration and intercultural challenges within the Indo-German businesses and professions. She's associated with high-tech startups in the areas of health, technology and AI. The interesting part, however, is that she's an urban farmer growing her own vegetables she believes in diversity in the workplace and is passionate about sports. And hopefully with her today here, we will learn some German. So happy to have you on the show. Dankeschön, Yashika. Uh, thank you so much. It is my pleasure to be here today. Now, uh, you know, Disha, when we school in school, even during colleges, it's a mandate to have a foreign language as a part of your course, your curriculum. Tell us for you, because you have used this as part of your career. When did it move from being a mandate to being something you really wanted to do? So quite honestly, Yashika, I grew up in a very small town in Gujarat where learning a foreign language like German or French was not even an option available back then. So for me, the trigger to take up a foreign language uh, came up much later in life. And let me tell you that all of the good things that have happened to me have happened to me by chance. So let me tell you how I got introduced to the German language. I met my fiance at uh, the age of 24 who was preparing to go to Germany uh, post his MBA. Uh, I had two options. At that time, I was in the United States. I had the option of staying back in U.S. or to join him in Germany. And we decided, uh, I decided to join him there in Germany. Now, one of the first curveballs that Germany threw at me was an A1-level language certification that spouses or partners of professionals working in Germany needed. So I was kind of 
unwillingly forced to take up the language because I needed that for my visa. And again, there was no option to learn German language in my little town uh, where my family is. So I used to commute on a daily basis by bus to the next big town, take German language classes, come back home, and this continued for a period of two years, post which I took up my A1 level um, examination, and I totally aced it. That was the first introduction uh, for me into the language. Honestly, I, I also developed a natural affinity to the language. That first introductory course um, was fun. I really enjoyed it, and there was no looking back after that. So that is my story in terms of how I got introduced to the language. Uh, oftentimes, what happens is that either moving to a different country or taking up a certain job or taking up a certain business for a certain business requirement is when we really want to take learning a foreign language seriously. For you, because it came as a mandate to move to a different country, tell us how knowing the language actually opened up opportunities for you. So initially, I, I knew very basic level of German when I arrived in Germany. I mean, A1 is the, is the most fundamental level of language that you can have when you arrive in Germany. But that was great because it helped me to kind of navigate uh, the new uh, environment, the new setting. I was able to, say, take public transport comfortably. I was able to do my own grocery shopping in supermarkets. I was able to order food in a restaurant. So that made navigating life on a day-to-day -day basis uh, really easy. That being said, I mean, AVEN is not enough for you to be out there in a professional setting. I mean, especially if you're looking for a job in Germany. I mean, AVEN is certainly not enough. So... In the beginning, when I was looking for jobs, my my search horizon was very much limited to companies that were either startups in the tech field because there they were kind of more open, more outgoing. Uh, they uh, were comfortable with English as the only language of communication. And they were mostly tech-oriented. So if I was looking for more people-oriented jobs, so say for in a managerial role, that was something that proved to be very, very challenging. And in fact, that is when I realized that if I want to continue staying in Germany, if I want to continue expanding my horizons, I need to keep on learning the language and keep on pushing myself and get to a level that really helps me in the professional setting. And I did exactly that. And then in a period of eight to nine months, I was able to get to a very good level of German language. Yet, what amazes me is the fact that it doesn't come naturally to us to take up a language. What is a good time to really pick up the language? You Now that you've, you've known the language for uh, almost, what, 20 years? 13, 14 years now. So how, what is a good time to really know the language to be able to use the language to increase your opportunities professionally? Of course, you can start picking up a foreign language while you are in school or in college. However, I mean, it's it's a I mean, uh, it's a great introduction to a foreign language, and it can also help sow the seeds of an interest towards a foreign language. That being said, a, a language is only as good as the amount of practice it gets. Yeah, I mean, a language is a skill that needs continuous nurturing. So, uh, if you learn it in school but don't have enough avenues to practice it to apply it in actual day-to-day -day situations, you will soon figure out that you're losing, one, your expertise in it, and two, your interest in it. So 
the best time to pick up a language would be where you can see the opportunity of being able to use it of being able to put it into practice in some or the other way now there are various ways to do it but as i said the best time to do it would be where there is practical application of the language possible because i remember uh, we uh, i learned french during school like the last years of school and uh, probably the early years of college also and the fact you can practice it you can watch french films or french cinema and uh, but of course it eventually dies down you know if you don't really harness it in terms of opportunities and daily usage it dies down when when you're talking of a language you are also talking of culture tell us how it's helped you or uh, the german language has helped you understand the culture better and really be able to engage with people there because ultimately we use language to really engage with people and for familiarity absolutely so foreign language as you said is a great window into the culture and mindset of its uh, native speakers so while on the one hand literature in a foreign language takes you back to the roots of the society the spoken language on the other hand introduces you to its pop culture to its current trends to its contemporary voices yeah? and uh, to give you an example when i'm talking to my german friends my german colleagues i get a very holistic view on the trends on the drivers of the society currently be it in terms of uh, politics be it in terms of sustainability be it in terms of um, green energy e mobility football so what is also interesting is that learning a new language helped me understand my own culture better so it was only <laughs> really how is that that is very interesting <laughs> that is um, so because only after i started learning a new language did i uh, actually start introspecting did i start delving deeper into my own mother tongue which is gujarati i started finding contrasts i started finding parallels between the two so actually after learning a new language i visited revisited my own mother tongue as well as all the other indian languages that i speak with a lot more appreciation for what i have uh, kind of what i have as my heritage so that was in fact a very new learning for me and uh, just lastly i mean if i can top that up with a quote by a german uh, poet his name is goethe he said wer fremde sprache nicht kennt weiß nichts von seiner eigenen and let me explain what that means it roughly translates to one who does not know a foreign language does not know much of his own either yeah so only if you look at your own language from a different perspective you get a much more holistic view on your own language and because you said especially when you are in a different country or aapko ek naye naye language ke sath ko use karke उन लोगों से फेमिलियरिटी बढ़ानी है उन लोगों से फ्रेंडशिप बढ़ानी है तो यू टॉक डेफिनेटली ओवर एंड अबव जस्ट योर प्रोफेशनल लाइफ आई मीन जस्ट हाउ वी टॉक टू कॉलीग्स अबाउट यू सेट पॉप कल्चर सिनेमा अदर थिंग्स टेल अस इंटरेस्टिंग स्टोरीज ऑफ यू इधर जस्ट पिकिंग अप द लैंग्वेज और मे बी नॉट नोइंग सम थिंग्स और मेसिंग अप सम थिंग्स वॉट हैपन्स वेन यू मेस अप with the language 
So, I mean, one interesting mess up story would be, uh, I mean, it, it belongs uh, to a friend of mine who was new to Germany. He went to a supermarket, uh, was looking for a shampoo and picked up something uh, which said Katzen shampoo. I mean, it had a nice, cute picture of a cat on it. He brought it back home and then he realized it's actually a shampoo for cats. I mean, he just went by the word shampoo and he bought a, a shampoo that was for cats. So I think that was uh, really funny. On the other hand, I think knowing the language really um, makes it fun when you are out there in outdoor places, in, at cafes, soaking in the sun, and you can also soak in the conversations that are happening around you. So you can soak in the vibe of that place just because of the fact that you know the language very well. So that, that used to be really fun. I mean, just being out there at nice cafes uh, in, in warm summer months and just picking up on the vibe around you. You know, uh, Disha, what Ian, what excites me about your career trajectory is that Ian, you ended up coming back here to Pune and you set up an entire organization primarily based on knowing that language. How was it setting up the base or the basis for the organization based on a foreign language and were there any challenges with respect to uh, one the language and two your gender so when we kick-started the journey for frankfurt rhine mind here in india in 2011 i was the only person on the ground and which is why the first year came with its own uh, set of challenges uh, we had absolutely no network over here for ourselves in Pune. Um, we also didn't have the processes and the systems in place for the India operation. So uh, we had to really uh, start from scratch in terms of building up our identity, in terms of building up our operation. The other challenge was also the fact that digital communication at that time was not as advanced as it is right now. So today, for example, if I am seeing or interacting with my German colleagues, say, four times a day. Back then, it used to be one phone call, which we used to set up uh, and then quickly discuss or go through the main, main topic as now. And that came or that posed uh, its own set of challenges. Nonetheless, I think uh, we or I, uh, as the head of the India office, focused on positioning ourselves uh, in the market. I focused on building up partnerships have focused on building up a great network for Frankfurt Mind here in India. And uh, within a span of one year, we could see the results. So I mean, not only across the tier one cities, so uh, not only across the metros, but even tier two, tier three cities, I was able to establish good linkages, good partnerships. And through these partners, through these associations, we were able to see good traction, good investment projects, inquiries flowing in for the Frankfurt Mind region. 8,000 Indian nationals living in our region and with 150 plus Indian companies that operate there. So we have quite a good and solid relationship between When we're looking at as young businessmen or entrepreneurs or business people, when we're looking at expanding our horizons to a different country, number one is how should one go about setting up or expanding their business in a foreign country? through the language and the second part is uh, of course how can one how easy or difficult is it for somebody 
to establish or expand their business in a country like Germany and how should they be going about it from scratch like from an idea today I have an idea as an entrepreneur or a business person that uh, I would like to expand or build something there what should the next steps be sure so let me take the second question first um, there are lots of resources and help that is available out there for people who are interested in a different geography. So there are multiple investment promotion agencies similar to ours who are out there to help and support entrepreneurs, businesses, even large corporates to uh, invest and to set up entities in a foreign country. Yeah, that's one. So what should their search be? Like what should they be searching for? The search would be investment promotion agency for Germany. So you could look for investment promotion Germany. You can look for investment promotion Frankfurt, for example, for the city. So these are the typical keywords that are used for um, such agencies. And uh, as I said, they provide comprehensive advice in terms of setting up of your operations over there. They provide comprehensive guidance in terms of what frameworks you need to look at, uh, what are the rules and regulations followed by operating in the country, also help with visas, residence permits, work permits. So all of it is provided by investment promotion agencies that are active across the world. And I think that would be the right resource for these kind of companies or entrepreneurs to, to go to. Now, coming back to your first question, which is how can one leverage his or her language skills for, for their business? I think if you know the language of the country, I think that's half the battle won. Yeah. So uh, you are, it helps you establish trust uh, with your business partners, with your customers uh, in a much faster uh, manner. And I, as I said, I mean, once you win the trust, once you're able to talk to them in their language, the comfort level kicks in very quickly. Uh, that will certainly give an edge to an, inter- on, to an entrepreneur um, to kind of move at a much faster pace. For, you know, there are times that I've heard many young professionals saying that, okay, I've had one year's, two years uh, of experience here, or I, or rather I will have a year or two of experience here and then find some opportunities abroad, maybe in the EU. You are in India and you've applied to organizations within the country. Now, when you're looking at applying to organizations up over and above your country into a different country, what should be your next best steps and how should you go about that? Apart from the language knowing, of course. So uh, let me tell you that it is slightly challenging uh, to um, reach out to organizations in a foreign country just on the basis of the fact that you know the language, right? Because there are also things like a work permit that needs to be sponsored by the employer or a residence permit that would be necessary for the person uh, to work in that foreign country. But that being said, I mean, there are multiple ways in which uh, this challenge can be overcome. So one of the ways to do it would be to start working with a foreign organization. So for example, in this case, a German organization right here in India to kind of explore the organization here and then move internally within the organization as and when the opportunity arises for you to be able to is uh, you can of course I mean actively network with uh, people uh, actively be a part of uh, industry associations where you can uh, 
or are in a position to find out more about opportunities that are out there and see whether you can you know uh, place yourself for that particular opportunity so i think these are some of the ways in which you can overcome the hurdle and and, and of course i mean post post uh, studies is definitely the best time to do it if you are doing um, a masters degree in a foreign country then i think just staying back in that country and exploring the job opportunities yeah that that becomes the th- uh, that becomes a natural way to continue staying in in that country uh you know disha i'm i'm really curious to know that um when uh, from the time that you've known the language and have used it extensively in your career what is the one thing that has changed so this is a very interesting point because um, i think uh, learning a new language and in my case learning german has definitely opened up parts of my personality that were previously dormant now let me put that into perspective the indian culture is one that focuses on the society as a whole we tend to focus on the collective the german culture on the other hand stresses a lot on an individual so by its very nature german language empowers the self empowers an individual yeah and which is why in german language it is very easy to put your own needs at the center of a conversation it is very easy to say i would like to do this or i need this and in a manner that is not offending to the other person so because i i learned the language i was able to also start putting myself at the center start saying okay these are my needs which uh, honestly does not come very naturally to us uh, growing up in india or, or speaking a language like gujarati which is like more focused on 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 the society or on the collective as a whole so i think that was yeah it's more us hum hum so baat karte hai to hum hamare bare mein baat karte hai but hum apne bare mein baat kam karte hai so uh, learning german language actually helped me a lot to kind of put me at the center to kind of clearly Uh, outline my needs and uh, that i think was a very uh, important and positive change that happened to me. apart from the regular challenges of setting something up from scratch what are the challenges with respect to the gender right so i honestly believe that if one is competent if one is professional knows what one is doing and what one is talking about uh, one's gender is not really a limiting factor so while there have been minor instances along the way where i where i was approached with a bias because of my gender uh, i think the overall journey has been very very positive and i was able to achieve what i set out to achieve yeah uh, but at the same time i'm aware that this is just my experience this is but there are kind of gender based discrimination practices that are happening across certain industry sectors so i think um it does happen um there is for example gender based pay gap which is extremely rampant also in germany so it is out there but i think in a daily setting i you don't feel discrimination based on your gender tell us about practice how can one continue practicing a language if they are not using it regularly yeah i mean as i said language is something that needs continuous practice and needs continuous nurturing so i mean and again there are multiple ways to keep practicing a foreign language one of the best ways to do it would be to watch uh, movies or watch 
chose uh, what news in a foreign language. I, in fact, myself uh, honed my German language skills in a similar manner. So in the evenings when, I, when I'm going about my routine of cleaning up or cooking, I have the German radio playing on in the background. So I'm just kind of up to date. Yeah, good uh, feeling. It makes me feel connected to that place once again. And I mean, keeps me updated with the language and also with what's happening out there. So that is one excellent way to keep in touch with the language. The other idea would be um, in... Um, Pune, for example, there's a thing called Stammtisch where uh, German-speaking professionals meet up on a regular basis. So, of course, this was in the pre-COVID times, uh, but uh, there were German. There are German-speaking professionals who meet up at a common place, and the underlying factor for all of these people is that they speak German. So, they come from different backgrounds, they come from different walks of life, but the one connecting factor is is the language. And I think these kind of groups are an excellent way to keep on practicing your, your language. What are the top two languages according to you? And you're not allowed to be biased. That will be a really good value addition for young students, working professionals, entrepreneurs who may be wanting to take up the language first and then eventually explore opportunities. Right. So, I mean, you made that hard by not letting me choose uh, German. So I think I'll go with Spanish because you can apply or you can use Spanish across multiple countries. So you, you can even use that in certain parts of United States, which kind of opens a lot of uh, career opportunities. So that would be my number one pick. And the other one would be, I think, even languages like uh, Japanese or, or Mandarin, for that matter, would gain increasing uh, importance uh, going further because, I mean, the world is definitely moving or seeing a lot of activity that's happening in these countries and uh, these could also be a good value addition. What has been one biggest challenge for you with respect to the language, with respect to the foreign language that you really had to overcome? The challenge with the foreign language is being able to read between the lines. So when you you learn a foreign language, and when especially when it's in a very theoretical setting with grammar and literature and, and all, you do know the language. But the challenge is how do you read between the lines? And that comes up a lot when you are actually working in a professional setting with in a foreign language because, I mean, you are continuously... Uh, communicating uh, and uh, there are, I mean, things which are implied in a different way and which you need to understand. But I think that comes with practice, that comes with time, that comes with uh, exposure. So that was a challenge initially for me, but after 10 years, of course, I've been able to overcome it to more or less. What does achievement mean to you? Honestly, I mean, memories that put a smile on my face. And there would be stories that I can narrate to my kids and ones that they are proud to hear of. So I think very simply put, uh, that's achievement to me. And of course, I mean, broadly speaking, being able to see the impact of your work on the on, on, on businesses, on people. So yeah, that's, that's achievement to me. That's very interesting. Thank you for leaving us with uh, such good thoughts about 
languages in general we thought this would be just foreign languages but you've made it more anything you would like to tell us in uh, any language of your choice as a passing comment no so i mean um, thank you uh, so much it was uh, absolutely great talking to you today about my experience with the language auf wiedersehen as they say in german uh, in german which is uh, look forward to seeing you once again yeah thank you so much absolutely it was a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much danke i don't even know if i pronounced it correctly <laughs> danke schön Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify, Jio Seven, Gaana, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor. at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again voice of achievers on eplog media